In this chapter, Experiencing the Cocktail Party Effect, Albert Einstein's phone number, Why Multitasking Doesn't Work, Moving from Short-Term to Long-Term Memory, You Ordered Sushi, the Waiter Brought Tempura Chicken, A Story About a Story, Recreating a Chess Game, Decisions, Decisions, Reasons to Stick with Cap'n Crunch, Ready to start exploring the topic of organization? Great, so am I. But first, I want you to put down this book. Put down the book, lift up your eyes, and look around. What do you see? No matter how boring or uniform your surroundings, I'm sure there are a remarkable number of shapes, colors, and patterns around you right now. Okay, eyes back on the page, please. Just now, as you looked around... Your eyes scanned the area using little interior lenses, and perhaps bigger ones in the form of glasses, to cast shadows, shapes, and colors onto your retinas. Your retinas hosted several chemical processes to identify visual features and transmit them to your optic nerves. Those features traveled most of the way to your visual cortex, where they were processed so you could identify what you saw, be it walls, a floor, or clouds in the distance. It's pretty amazing when you think about everything that had to happen for you to just see. Now let's do a quick test. Make a list of all the objects you remember seeing when you looked around. Don't cheat. Go ahead, I'll wait. You were able to recall two, three, or four objects, right? You probably didn't remember many more than that, especially because you just read that paragraph about vision. In fact, that paragraph was a trick to distract you and make it less likely you'd remember what you saw. If I hadn't distracted you, you'd probably have recalled a few more objects. Regardless, in a day or so, it's likely you won't be able to remember any of them at all, unless you repeated them over and over in your head. Though practice may not make perfect, it does improve memory. The point of this exercise was to give you a small glimpse into how our brains work. Why should you care? Because, believe it or not, the way our brains work is one of the biggest challenges we face in becoming organized. When I was studying for my Ph.D. in cognitive science, I was constantly surprised by the amazing things the brain can do. For example, you can identify gender and estimate age just by looking at a photograph of someone's nose. You can recognize a song within a few notes. You can approximate where a frisbee will land after only a second or so of watching its flight. You and your brain are astounding. Yet I was equally fascinated by what the brain doesn't do well. The brain is especially inept at memorizing bits of information, like the objects you've just seen in a room. To some degree, this is a blessing. If we didn't forget things, we'd have all this extraneous data in our brains, which would make it more difficult to recall the important stuff. The brain is also pretty bad at accurately remembering events, which gets in the way of logical decision-making. I know, you think you're a master decision-maker, but you aren't. You think that events you remember clearly, such as plane crashes you read about in the news, are far more common than they actually are. So you decide to avoid planes because you're more afraid of airplane turbulence than you are of driving, even though you're probably in more danger driving than you are flying. I'll go into more detail about decision-making later in this chapter. Your brain also has a tendency to combine memories. The events you recall may have actually happened at different times with different people, but your brain has stitched them together into something else. 
This is why your brain may think it remembers something it can't possibly recall. For example, you might think you remember something that happened to you at age four, but in reality, you don't. It's more likely your parents told a story about you when you were at that age so often that your brain decided it remembered it. But it didn't, because the brain can rarely, if ever, form lasting memories at that young an age. Alas, in some respects, your brain may not be as amazing as you thought. But don't take it personally. Your brain was developed eons ago primarily to prevent you from being eaten by carnivorous beasts, not to memorize lists or store facts. Think about it. Your brain weighs only about three pounds. You've cooked turkeys far bigger than that. My brain's dead weight. I'm trying to get my head straight. Eminem, my name is. By the way, if any of you are hoping for a diagram of a brain with an arrow pointing to the place where you organize your life, I won't be delivering it. I couldn't even if I wanted to because there are many different mental processes that play a role in how we organize information. Or don't. However, I can help you understand how your brain functions so you can recognize all the ways it works against you and work around them. Believe it or not, that understanding can be crucial as you try to organize all the information in your life. Fact is, we need information to do just about everything. The information we use on a day-to-day basis in our jobs and our personal lives often comes from memory. For example, just performing a simple task, such as writing an email, requires us to move information stored in long-term memory, such as the facts or opinions we're expressing in the email, into short-term memory. Without that process, how would we know what to write? But we face a challenge. How do we retain all the bits and pieces that enter our brains as our attention wanders from one thing to another? Judging from the results of the memory test we performed a few pages back, we can't. Our brain is doing too many things at once. But we can learn strategies for processing and storing information that require the least amount of brain power possible. Which brings me to my first principle of organization. Organize your life to minimize brain strain. I'll offer suggestions for doing this throughout the book. By the way, did you notice I called it a principle of organization rather than a rule? Honestly, I'm not here to give you rules. Rules are meant to restrict you. My principles are simply meant to suggest new ideas, options, and tools so you can design systems for organizing that work for you.